Hello, everyone, and welcome to PBN Style. You are listening to the number one podcast for think ups, startups, and scale ups who want to use authentic marketing and personal branding to create amazing marketing campaigns for their business, build their communities, and just overall grow their business. I am so excited to have you with me today. I hope you've been following me on Instagram as well because there are some fun things happening over there. I'm trying to build that platform up. So I want you guys to join me over there. Give me some ideas of the types of podcasts you want to hear. Engage with me in my stories. I just kind of want to be, I want to hang out. I want to hang out with my homies, my bosses. So make sure you're following me on Instagram at AFPatrick. Also, hey, hear me every time I come on the podcast app, make sure you are subscribed to my podcast, PB and Style. We're talking about personal branding and how to achieve that overall amazing marketing strategy using your own personal style. So make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. And finally, 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 I am so happy to say that I am about to really, really jump off with my Facebook group, the BTB Boss Talk. We are over there having conversations and starting this week, we will be doing trainings, live trainings. Haven't quite decided if I'm going to do those on a weekly basis or if I'll be doing those every other week and maybe sneaking in some guests and having some discussions every other week. I want to hear from you. Tell me what you think. I mean, I want to do what's going to work best for everybody listening, because what my plan is, is to take the topics that we talk about on the podcast and then just continue the conversation in an after party over in the Facebook group where we're talking about the same subject matter, maybe from a different perspective. Maybe I'll have an expert on. We'll do some Q&As, all that good stuff over in my Facebook group, the BTB Boss Talk. So make sure that you click on the link in the show notes for this podcast and go ahead and join. I've got some fun stuff happening today. Um, Today is Wednesday. So if you're catching this later on, the event may be over, but don't fret you can still join the boss talk facebook group because that means you will be available for the next training that we have coming up so make sure you go ahead and click that welcome to pb and style the perfect podcast sandwich where host andrea patrick empowers educates and encourages you to find your inner influencer and personify their brand She'll have you tapping into your authentic authority and engaging in a real way. Remember, leadership is a journey, not a destination. Enjoy today's dish. Button for that. Now, Over the past week, I have, well, you guys know my story. Over the past probably two months, I've been on a health journey. And um, I've mentioned this before on the podcast, how had it not been for my um, intentions and diligence and um, attention to my systems and templates and and procedures that I run my business, I probably would have fallen really, really far behind, at least with my, um, you know, social media marketing and with my client work. But because I do have systems and templates in place, I was able to still get things done, even though I wasn't feeling my best. And so 
I really feel like the things that we're talking about here on the podcast are so helpful in helping you really understand and tap into that part of you that a you want to be to show in front of everybody that you want to be able to provide that transparency and authenticity for. But then also it helps you to determine what you need, those likes, dislikes, non-negotiables, so that when you do have moments of distress or stressful situations, you can respond confidently because you know what you need to navigate that situation. So I really hope you stick around here on the podcast because that is kind of the things that are happening. That's what we're talking about is helping you really tap into your personality and understand that part of yourself that A, you want to share with the world, that part of yourself that has solved a problem for your audience. And now you can walk alongside them. But then also, it's also to help you really decide on your own personal style and what you need to be successful in your own right so that you feel comfortable and confident and certain about what it is you're doing, offering and providing for your audience. So that is enough of just kind of the Andrea on a rant before she gets to the meat of the podcast, but you guys know how that goes. You have a situation and you kind of want to talk about it up front before you get everything started. And I've done my welcome. I've asked you to, you know, subscribe and follow. And now I really just kind of wanted to give you that little bonus, if you will, (laughs) before the podcast. All right. So today we're talking about three CEO mindset, um, three mind shifts for a CEO mindset. I lost my train of thought there for a second. So we're talking about three mind shifts for a CEO mindset. So I want to kind of start off with like this whole idea of fear, because I think one of the things that keeps us from having a CEO mindset or really implementing the CEO mindset that we know we should have is down on paper. We wrote it all out, but we aren't really walking in that we're not um, allowing it to lead us is because of fear and and I want you guys to know that that's natural it's it's especially natural for think ups startups and scale ups because at all three of those junctures you are starting something new you are taking on something that you um, have not done before if you're a think up you're contemplating having a business and that's scary if you're a startup you've already started but there's a fear of failure and if you're a scale up you are pivoting in your business and making new um making new strides and you're not quite sure if they're going to work they could possibly you know level the whole business you know if you make the wrong decision so definitely we understand the idea of fear but I don't want you to listen to it okay I don't want you to listen to it in your mind. I don't want you to listen to it if someone else is like putting negative thoughts in your head. Because guys, over the years, as an entrepreneur myself, I have listened to my share of experienced and successful business owners talk about their feelings of insufficiency. And I've heard the admissions of feeling uh, stressed, overwhelmed, and fear. And so if those guys are feeling it, even at the highest level, top tier in business, then heck yeah, we're going to feel it. Okay. So just know it's natural, but I kind of want to give you this, this, um, a little bit of motivation, a little bit of a nudge, because we do have to think, think above what we would normally think of something like we have to really push ourselves and step out of our comfort zone to achieve the goals that we want in our business. And so a lot of times we won't go after the things we want because of that fear. Sometimes if we've already started up, we are paralyzed and we 
procrastinate because we're afraid to make the next step or we're afraid to make the wrong step. And if we are a scale up and we've been in business for a long time, I mean, the perfect example of that is before coronavirus, I was talking to people in networking groups and stuff, um, people who had been in business for a really long time. They had great business, but they only had great business because they were going to networking groups every week and they were, you know, in person meeting people. But they wouldn't listen when I was saying, hey, you should really look at social media. Let's look at how we can adapt who you are and really share it outwardly and not just inside these networking groups. And they were like, "Mm, you know, I'm doing good. You know what I've been doing work so far. But when it comes to that scale up, COVID was definitely a scale up wake up call because a lot of business owners who had not ventured into the digital marketing space were very scared. It was frantic for a lot of people because they didn't know how they were going to make their money because they could no longer meet in person. And my business blew blew up because, I mean, some of those same people that were like, no, I'm good, you know, with going to networking meetings and doing my in-person thing came back and they wanted a little bit of help with the digital space. And so I get the fear. The trick is to, to feel it, have the moment, and then move on past it, okay? Now, I recently, um, as I mentioned at the top of the show, went through sort of a medical challenge, and had I not had systems and templates and stuff in place, I could have um, really dropped the ball with client work and with my own. And in one area, I did kind of slack off because, you know, when you have client people, clients, people are paying you and they want, you know, they have expectations if they're paying you, obviously, you want to get those things done. And then after I did my client work, I was just determined to make sure that I had a presence online and that I posted, you know, if not my regular time, like my regular amounts, but just enough to let people know what was going on and to kind of keep my face in front of my um, audience. But I did let some things slip, like my overall goal, like my big, my big ticket item that I've been working on for some time now, I did let that, you know, kind of slack off because I just didn't have the energy, I didn't have the ability to do it. And so just this past weekend, well, just recently, I'll say it that way, I decided to make some drastic changes in my own business Um, just to make things easier, because even though I was able to navigate the waters during my illness, I still felt like I had so much, like it was just a weight. And I realized recently that it doesn't have to be that serious. Okay. I don't have to have so much stuff. I can make things easier on me. And so uh, the first thing I want to tell you is that a CEO mindset, it's an attempt, um, it's an attitude actually that I've adopted because, um, it's come to the point that in my business, I just need to start building out, right? So I've gotten to the point where I can't handle everything on my own. And this illness sort of really brought that to light that I needed to, to build out, which meant hiring someone or contracting with people. And that brought out this whole anxiety situation of, okay, I don't really know how to be a, be someone's like, I don't know how to delegate to someone else. I've been a one woman show for a really long time and I know what needs to be done, but I don't know how to let go of the things that someone else could do, if that makes any sense to you. But I do know that it needed to be done. And so that's something that I want to stress to you that this attitude is really one of my top tier tips because it's helped me streamline my business so much 
And that tip is do less by and achieve more. So do less, but achieve more. And I want to talk to you about how you can approach your business in this way with the CEO mindset and that the approach you have to your business really does matter. And I'm going to get to these three mindset, uh, these mind shifts in just a second. I just kind of want to um, keep giving you this little bit of information at the beginning because I think it really sets the foundation for where these mind shifts have to come from or why you need to have these mind shifts, shifts that we're going to talk about. So how you approach your business really does matter. And if you look at it as a, if you look at your business as a commodity, as something that you buy and sell, then you also put more emphasis on how much you can get paid for it. And that really does need to be an attitude shift. I should add that in there um, as a one of the mind shifts. But it makes more sense to me. And it makes life a lot easier if you look at your business as a conduit. And in that way, you will operate as a vessel as a vessel through which your talents and expertise can flow. And when you do that, you go from okay how much do how much can I get for what I can do to how can I serve other people with what I have with my talents and my skills and then it becomes less about see what I'm saying like it's a mindset shift like if you're not how many widgets can I sell but instead you're how many widgets can I how many people can I help with my widget you know, then even when you approach someone, if they say, no, they don't want your widget, it's not, oh man, I lost that sale, but oh, well, I'll come back to her because she really does need my widget, you know, and I want to make sure that I can serve her and I want to get her the help she needs. And even if she's not ready for your widget, she might be ready for something else you have that's on a lesser scale. Like maybe if we, um, you know, if you have like a a checklist on how to use the widget, you know, or how important the widget is, you can give her that. And that's still helping her. That's still serving her. And at the same time, it's pushing your business forward because who knows down the line, her no may turn to a yes, because she'll recognize how important the widget is for her. So the idea of um, having an approach to your business that, that is, that is mindful of and taking into account your value and not just trying to sell a product or selling your service, selling who you are and your value as a product is really a good attitude adjustment to make. Now, and that wasn't even one of my, that wasn't even one of my um, mind shifts that we were going to talk about. That was just kind of a a bonus, look, bonus number two. (laughs) So I want to dive into a few adjustments, some mind shifts that I want you to think about adopting so that you too can have a CEO mindset. And the first one we talked about earlier, and that is fear is normal. Okay. This quote from Henry Ford says, one of the greatest discoveries a man makes, one of his great surprises is that to find he can do what he was afraid he couldn't do. So even Henry Ford understood the concept of fear and he made the point that it's a great it's a great surprise and it's a great discovery when you realize that you can actually do something that you were afraid to do. So don't be afraid to try because you won't know if you can do it unless you try. Okay? All right, so when you think about fear being normal, you could also start to think about how to use it, right? So fear fuels So 
let's just say if a bear is chasing you, wouldn't you be afraid? Wouldn't you take off running? Like, wouldn't you like try to book it out of there as fast as you possibly could? Like, you're not going to stand still. If you've got some distance between you and that bear, you are hauling it, right? You're not going to just stick around. So fear fueled you to get the heck out of there. So as a CEO, it's normal because we're doing something new. It's fear is absolutely normal when we have a business, we're trying something new, we're, we're launching a new product, we're launching a new service, we're doing a new webinar. You know, it's new and you're, you're, you're supposed to be a little bit afraid, but that is okay, right? It's okay for us to be a little bit unsure of ourselves and our abilities because we just don't want to fail. I get that. So instead of having the fear, don't look at it as something that will fail or something that, you know, will, what, what do they call it? It'll fly or it'll fall. Don't think of it that way. Think of it as a test. Like we're just going to experiment. We're going to see if it works. Like if it doesn't work, you know, you just have like that, uh, you know, laissez-faire attitude. You know, it will or it won't. I don't know. Let's just try. If we don't try it, we won't know. We could also use fear to light a fire under us. Like just do it already. Like we're afraid, but let's just do it. Sometimes when I'm afraid, especially when I was going through my health challenge, there are things you just don't have any control over. So it's like, okay, let's just, you know, what's the worst that can happen? You know, let's just, let's imagine the worst that can happen. And then let's just get over that feeling. Let's just get over that right now. Let's make it, let's just kind of deal with it head on. Let's just jump. Let's just do it. And sometimes it's better to do that. And the pressure of actually, when it comes to business, sometimes it's actually better to just jump because the pressure that you put on yourself to fix the situation before you land is enough to motivate us and inspire us to actually get things done. So fear is normal and it can sometimes fuel us if we allow it to, if we put it in the right perspective. So that is the first mind shift that I want you to think about because we all have fear. It's just how we use it. There are things that we should be afraid of. Yes, absolutely. You know, if, if your job, if you've quit your job and you have your business and you've got a mortgage to pay, then that is definitely opportunity. That's definitely a situation where fear will probably be fueling you to do your best to make that dollar so that you can pay your bills. Absolutely. But fear is normal and we can use it to get us where we want to go. And that brings me to my next point. <sighs> Thinking slows you down. <laughs> um, thinking really does. It really can slow you down. If you think on something long and hard enough, you can find a multitude of reasons why you shouldn't do it or a multitude of reasons why you should. So if you think on it, then you want to fix it. You want to make it perfect. You want to make sure that it's just so, so you won't release it. You won't do that thing we talked about earlier where we talk about testing it just experimenting with it, not not looking at things as a fail or a, a fly or a fall, just looking at it as, you know, it's an experiment. We're just going to test it. And so in that regard, done is better than perfect. And I, I am learning this in my later years because I have probably, guys, I probably have about seven courses and I've written them and I've, you know, I've done all the slides for them. I've uploaded them into um, a course uh, software. I've done all the things, but 
Uh, and these, some of them were years and years ago before I knew like about sales funnels and like all the different things that you need to do to really launch a course. But they sat there. I did them and I told some people about them, but they just really sat there because I didn't think they were right. I didn't think they were, I didn't think I, they were going to be as good as some of the webinars that I had seen in the past and I had taken and some of the courses that I had taken in the past. And the funny thing is I learned, you know, after the fact that none of the webinars and courses that I've taken, those were not the first time that the people that wrote them released them. They have created them. They've tested them in beta. They've probably released them another time and perfected it and perfected it. And you just don't know that until someone tells you. So let me just tell you that done is better than perfect. You can stop tweaking and second guessing yourself and you can get out of, um, you can get out of your head about things. Um, just let it ride. You can just come up with the idea. I've got something that I'm going to tell you about at the end of the podcast. So make sure you stay to the end because I'm excited about it. And if this is something that I definitely just thought up, I thought it would be a perfect thing and I'm getting it done. It doesn't have to be perfect, but I'm getting it done. And so you just can't, you can't think about things to the point that they slow you down. Also, procrastination costs. That's another reason that thinking slows you down. If you have a spiral notebook full of ideas, it's time to get them working for you. Okay. Research is definitely, this is a big one. Like research is definitely a lie we tell ourselves, but it's procrastination. Okay. You are sitting around, oh, you know, I've got to research it. I got to pull this thing together. I got to write the outline out. I got to get this. I got to, I got to figure out how I'm going to, what tools I'm going to use. Blah, 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 blah. That time you are taking, that procrastinating you are doing is costing you money because your idea is golden or it's not, but you'll never know unless you get it out there. So thinking about it is going to slow you down. Lastly, experimenting is the key, not committing. And I've alluded to this here briefly, but the mindset shift is really needed here because like I said, a lot of us, we create these these ideas. We have these ideas in our head and we go to launch them. And in our minds, we're thinking, oh my God, this has to work. This has to work. Oh my God, it has to work. You know, and if it doesn't work, I don't know what I'm going to do. Guess what? Don't worry about it. Get your idea out there and test it. If you think about it in terms of testing and experimenting, then it's not, you don't have the same pressure on yourself for it to fly and be right the first time. What you have is the idea that this, I'm going to get this out here and I'm going to test it and I'm going to see what people say, what type of feedback I get. If it's good feedback and just there are a few tweaks that need to be made, I'll go make the tweaks and I'll relaunch it and I'll make my money. Don't commit. Don't think this is the only thing. Once I launch this, if this doesn't work, I've failed. No, experiment don't commit. Okay. We get so invested in an idea and we think it has to work. It doesn't. And the sooner you figure that out, the faster you can get that idea out there working and making money for you. Now, the last mind shift that you need to make to have a CEO mindset is the fact that transparency is a must. Your clients and collaborators, they need to know that you care before they care what you know. I know you've heard me say that before here on the podcast and on my YouTube channel and everywhere because it's absolutely true. If people don't know, if people don't 
think you care about them, if they don't think that they care, that, that you really have a vested interest in seeing them succeed or helping them solve their problem, then it comes across as salesy. You've heard that term before as well. And they're going to go to somebody else because nobody wants to be sold to. People want to know, or at least feel like have the illusion that you care a little bit about them enough to help them solve their problems. So let them know that you care, give a little bit. Don't try to make money with every single sale. Like again, we go back up to the fact that, you know, if you look at your business and your services and who you are, the value that you're sharing with the world, if you look at it as a conduit, then it's just a vessel where your talents and expertise are flowing through you and you are serving. So transparency here is key because people want to know that you're willing to allow your talents and expertise to flow through you like a vessel and you are going to serve and help them. Your, your vested interest is helping them and serving them. And so you want to make sure that they see that because they don't care what you know until they know that you care. You need to be able to meet people where they are, which means going through your own personal journey, understanding your own epiphany moment so that you know what it was, that thing that hit you like a lightning bolt that got you where you are now. And if that's, you know, if, if what the problem you solve for yourself is the problem you're helping other people solve, then you definitely want to be able to, to recognize those touch points um, in your customer base and meet people where they are and then walk them the rest of the way. Because sharing your journey is is how you're going to help people see is your transparency. That sharing of your journey is how you're going to help people know that you care first. Okay, um, you want them to know that you have a vested interest. Like you know, you can relate to their situation, right? And when you do that, you'll not only will you be able to solve the problem of your audience, but you will attract the right audience to begin with. Okay, so oh, oh, my goodness, guys, it has been a lot. So I hope that you are now starting to think about some of those mind shifts that we just talked about for yourself and how you can then make those mind shifts so that you have a CEO mindset or at least get closer to a CEO mindset. Now, I realize that we're all in business to sell. We want to make money. And some of these things that we talked about here today are not direct, um, directly related to your bottom line, but they do help you have a mindset. If you'd make these shifts, you will have a, a closer mindset to CEO mindset where you're not, you're looking above the trees and you can see everything and you're not down in the weeds of your business getting caught up in every little thing. But we don't have so even though we're here to make money, we don't have to forego the authentic and organic engagement that fosters relationships and trust in the process. Now, I've had my mindset adjustment. I'm doing it up right over here. Are you ready to have yours, right? If you need a little help, I can help you because I have, I'm, I've had my epiphany moment and I can hold your hand and meet you where you are and walk you through it. Um, and so definitely join my Facebook group, the BTB Boss Talk. Again, the link is in the show notes below because I am having a training tonight, today. It's at three o'clock. And um, again, if you're listening to this after the original air date, that's okay join the Facebook group anyway, because there will be tons and tons of trainings um, 
from here on out because again I've had a CEO mindset adjustment okay <laughs> so I'll be going through these three CEO mindset adjustments and flipping them on their head inside the group and we're going to talk about some of the mind blocks that are holding you back from being able to achieve these mind shifts so Again, listening to this podcast will get you some goodies over in the Facebook group. Now, I have a question of the day that I want to ask you. So I want you to leave a comment below and tell me where could a mindset adjustment, a CEO mindset adjustment help you in your business? I hope you guys enjoyed the show today. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of PB and Style. Again, this is the number one podcast for think-ups, startups, and scale-ups who want to use authentic marketing and personal branding to achieve amazing marketing campaigns for their business and for their brand growth. I look forward to seeing your comments and I hope that you will meet me over in the Facebook group today at three so that we can look at this idea of CEO mindset and how some of these mind blocks are are preventing you from achieving the mind shifts you need. Have a, a great rest of your week, guys. Don't forget to join Andrea over on our website where all the deliciousness really happens at andreapatrick.com. You can also find her on Facebook at AF Patrick Consult, Twitter at Andrea F. Patrick, LinkedIn at AF Patrick, and Instagram at AF Patrick. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.